This is Cabernet and True Crime, the place where good wine and true crime come together. Son of a gun, I forgot my drink outside the podcast closet. Damn. There's a whole reason why I went and got it, and I was supposed to bring it in here, and then I didn't. So, hi friends, hello, and welcome to um, your first official Serially Short Sunday. Um, I came up with that name all on my own. Hopefully it sticks, or it'll change again in three months when I get bored with it. I guess we'll see if character holds true for me. Hi, um, it's Sunday. <laughs> as you're aware, um, I, oh, if you heard the last, um, podcast, sorry in advance, um, uh, my dog is okay. I don't know what, um, well, I do know why she was acting the way she was now, uh, if you watched the podcast and also the Titanic conspiracy theory episode that I did up on YouTube, um, my dog was acting really strange and, um, I wasn't exactly sure why. She tends to jump off the couch and, like, hurt her back because she's an idiot, but, it didn't seem like that's what it was, so she was just acting kind of extra pathetic and, like, real needy, so I wasn't sure what was wrong with her, uh, but I figured it out. Apparently, she'd eaten a bunch of carrots, and she did not digest hardly any of those carrots, and she pooped out just solid carrots, so, um, she feels much better. Actually, she felt better, uh, immediately after I took her out after that, uh, recording, so Penny is fine. Not that I think any of you were concerned, but in case you were, my dog is a-okay. Um, so, I just wanted to say before we get into this episode that the fact that this, uh, crime occurs in, like, Ohio, (laughs) in north-central Ohio, is completely uh, accidental. It was not on purpose. Uh, but once I saw it, I didn't stop, uh, researching. So... I guess we're on an Ohio kick for right now. I'm not mad about it, but other people might be. <laughs> so if you are mad about it, hopefully this one will be quick and uh, we'll get, I'll make sure the next one has nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with the state of Ohio. Okay? Deal. That'll be our, that'll be our little deal Um. Okay, so without further ado, here we go. So today we're going to be talking about Sean Great. Uh, he was a serial killer from Marion, Ohio. Um, in the, the the grand scheme of the state of Ohio, Marion is kind of close to Columbus. Um, it's a little, it's like 50 miles north of Columbus. So if you can picture like the exact center of Ohio up a beat, and that is Marion. Um, he was born on August 8th, 1976. And I don't really know a whole lot about his childhood. Um, I kind of did some superficial digging because today is a serial Lee, <laughs> short Sunday. I didn't want to do like a full size episode dig into this. Um, I did see in my research that um the Crime Junkie podcast does have a full like thirty five minute episode on this guy, and um I didn't listen to that episode, but I do really like Crime Junkie. So if you want to go and listen to their version of like a full in depth episode, uh, I highly recommend you go do that. So um, bup bup uh. What I do know, though, um, is that he graduated from high school, uh, in 1995. Cool. Um, so in 2011, I do know that Sean Great got married to a woman named Amber. They had a daughter together, but were divorced within a year. I also know that he has three children, um, all with different mothers, I think. Um, it was kind of hard to find that information. I did read, um, a couple articles 
which I'll mention later, but uh, he talks about his three children and how old they are. So um, I'm assuming they're with different mothers. So uh, Sean Great, between uh, uh, the course of 10 years, so between 2006 and 2016, Great killed a slew of women, although the number isn't specifically verified. Uh, it's maybe five plus, question mark, uh, just because... He admits to a bunch of stuff, and he gets convicted of uh, all five of these, but they think he might have been uh, responsible for more things than what he originally led on to. Um, but isn't that always the case? So, Great was arrested on September 13th, 2016, after he kidnapped a woman. Uh, she was able to get away from Sean and call 911. And you can listen to the audio from that call. I don't recommend it. It's uh, it's a little... Gr- I mean, it's a 911 call. So if you can't listen to 911 calls, I I don't recommend listening to it. I listen to maybe like the first seven seconds of it and then turn it off. So um, that is to each their own. If you'd like to listen to it, it is on YouTube. It's very easy to find. Uh, so it should be under like Sean Great 911 call something. Um, so this Jane Doe calls 911 and gets rescued. Her name was redacted on all the court documents just because she was a victim of sexual assault and she was kidnapped. And so, uh, she is only referred to as Jane Doe. Uh, Sean Great, though, in later terms, he said he never planned on killing her and insists that they were going to get married. Sure, buddy. You, absolutely. Uh, here's the kicker, though. So when the police arrive to the address in Ashland, Ohio, um, the house doesn't exist anymore, so don't even bother looking it up. Uh, they demolished it, much like the Anthony Solo case, like they, and the Ariel Castro case, they just demolish the house when something really bad happens there, which makes a lot of sense. I appreciate that. Um, so when the police got there to rescue this woman, they found two more dead bodies inside the house, which, uh would be a quite a shock if you weren't expecting to find those things, you know? So the first uh, body was female. She was identified as Stacy Stanley, or sometimes her last name is referred to as Hicks. Uh, it was determined that she'd been strangled to death. She was missing for about a week before her body was found on September 13th, which is the day he got arrested. There, uh, there was The other body was also female, and she was identified as Elizabeth Griffith. Um, she was also strangled to death, and she had been missing, missing for about a month before her discovery. From this, Great was indicted on two counts of aggravated murder for the deaths of Stacy and Elizabeth, Elizabeth, plus the kidnapping and various other charges in the Jane Doe, Doe case. Uh, Great was indicted for a total of 23 counts, um, ranging from first to third degree felonies, a breaking and entering charge, burg- burglary, and evidence tampering. So they basically did the, the typical case of, uh, we're going to get you for anything we can, which is perfect. I love when they do that. Uh, on the day of Great's arrest, which was September 13th, 2016, to remind you, Great led the police to a third body. He, uh, so he led them into a neighboring county, and true to Great's word, they did find the body of a female behind a house that had burned down. So on November 1st, 2016, that body was identified as Candace Cunningham, Great's on-and-off-again girlfriend. Although these three victims are absolutely confirmed cases, and, I mean, there are, the next two are also confirmed cases, he does, he gets convicted for them. I'm not trying to ruin the surprise for you. He gets convicted of these next ones, but the first three, like, they were actually found 
by, you know, he led them to these people. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, I could say some random shit and get convicted of this murder. He actually led them to the body and the other two were in his house. Like, there's no refuting that these people were, (laughs) I mean, the product of his doing, right? So, um, there is the, uh, death of Rebecca Lacey. Um, her original cause of death was a, was a drug overdose. She was found in March of 2015, but Great says he killed her by strangling her after she stole $4 from him at a bar. Uh, there was also the case of Dana Lowry, who was found dead in 2007. It took 12 years to identify her body, uh, so in 2019, her body was finally identified. He said that um, he thought he killed someone named Dana, but he wasn't sure at the time in 2007. Um, but she was killed in like basically the vicinity of where he lived in Marion and her name was Dana and actually her full name was Dana Nicole Lowry she was 23 years old at the time of her death um just because her name was Dana and it was in the same vicinity apparently they were able to link I mean maybe it was just circumstantial evidence I'm not entirely sure but they were able to link Dana to uh Sean Great as well so here's the funny thing though because I just people are dumb. Specifically, I think Sean Great is dumb. Sorry if you ever hear this, Sean Great, but you're, you're not very bright. Um, so he was re- represented by a court-appointed attorney. That's fine. Uh, the attorney entered a, a, a not guilty plea, as you do. And the problem with that, though, is that <laughs> in press interviews, uh, Sean Great was telling everybody that he killed these people and how he did it. So he, he told two different news agencies that he went and killed these two people or three people and uh, <laughs> was talking openly about the crimes. So after that, his uh, defense put in a, a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. So like this fucking asshole is why are you telling people that you killed them? We're trying to get you to not go to jail for the rest of your life, right? Uh, so the trial started in uh, April of 2018. The prosecution said they were going for the death penalty uh, because obviously this guy is deranged. Uh, Sean justified his actions by uh, saying that they were... the. So here's a quote from him. He said they were already dead, just their bodies were flopping wherever it can flop, but the minds were already dead. The state took their minds once they started receiving their monthly checks. So he was kind of in the mindset that government assistance was, like, ruining these women because it was driving them crazy because they were able to buy drugs is kind of, like, the connection that I made in my head. Uh, Because he, in the interview, he was talking about doing drugs with these girls and, like, they were basically zombies anyways. So, uh... You know, do with that what you will. That's his reasoning for killing these people. During the trial, there was a gag order sought out by the prosecution and the defense because they were like, listen, guy, stop talking to news agencies about your crimes. Which is funny because I, I could see like the defense doing that. I mean, obviously, they'd be like, shut the fuck up about saying that you've killed people, please. But for the prosecution to get into and be like, yeah, no, this guy needs to shut up and stop doing interviews with news agencies describing how he killed these women. I don't think you need to tell somebody that if they wanted to not go to prison for the rest of their lives. But apparently he didn't really care is what I'm gathering. <laughs> so um, he he was found competent enough to stand trial and he was deemed not insane. 
arguable. Uh, he's definitely a very odd character. I don't know why you'd do that, but like I said, I guess different strokes for different folks. So by the time the trial started, he pled guilty to 15 charges against him. In five days, he was found guilty of murdering Stacey Stanley and Elizabeth Griffith, and for this, he was sentenced to death. In March of 2019, he pled guilty to other murders, um, the other three, and was sentenced to life in prison. Oh, no, sorry, the other two. And he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. So as of right now, he's got um, the death penalty, life in prison without parole, and plus 17 years to life on the other charges. And then in September of the same year, he was sentenced to life in um life in prison without parole plus 16 years for the murder of Dana Lowry. So this man is never going to see the outside of a prison. He is currently still in prison. He's 44 years old and he's awaiting execution. His original execution date was set for September 13th, 2019, which I do think is ironic that it is three years to the day that he was arrested, um, which obviously that time has come and gone. So he didn't get executed then. But I think it was because of like, I'm assuming with bureaucratic reasons, there's always something stopping the death penalty from actually like a lot of the times executions get on hold for a really long time due to bureaucracy and laws and you know petitions and you know the whole kit and caboodle but so um I also think probably COVID hasn't helped the situation because it hasn't helped any situation for anybody so you know I'm assuming he's still waiting execution that has not changed so that was our first official serially short Uh, Sunday, and that made me laugh when I named it because I think about the um, episode of South Park where uh, I can't remember the the guys, they're like detectives and they say they're super serial. Um, So we're serially short on these Sundays. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, That's it. So I guess I'll see you around uh, for True Crime Tuesday because I'm going to go probably start researching that now. Catch you later.